Let's take off. Bongani and Nala on Radio 2000. So about a month after uh, the Black Consciousness leader, Steve Beagle, was murdered in detention, uh, the Minister of Justice, then Minister of Justice, Jimmy Kruger, arrested plenty of editors, banned various publications, and even banned about 19 Black Consciousness organizations. So since then, the Black Wednesday has been commemorated, and it's drawn attention to the importance of media freedom in South Africa. And as the country and the world changed around us, uh, we were highlighted to the enduring importance of the most basic of rights, the citizen's right to information, which seems to be threatened over and over again, especially with the introduction of social media. And on the line, we have the executive director of media monitoring, William Bird. Good morning, William. Thank you for joining us. Hi, good morning. Thanks for having me on the program. Thank you very much. So just briefly, tell us what the importance, the significance of Black Wednesday is. Well, I mean, I think you outlined it very well in your introduction, and really it's, it's important, you know, 47 years later to think back to a time where, where your callers would have been right not to have trust anything in the news. You know, the SABC was used as a deliberate tool to disinform people, you know, this, this whole thing we talk about, fake news, disinformation, you know, the apartheid masters were masters, the apartheid rulers were masters at that kind of thing, and that's what SABC was used for. And since then, we've got a new constitution, we've got a huge, a high level of media freedom, we really are in a very good space in terms of how we rank globally. We're 31 in the world, according to the Reporters Without Borders thing, which for a developing nation and basically a brand new democracy is, is an incredible yeah. achievement. And, and we, can't, uh, you know, we can't forget that. But we've got so many wonderful things around our media freedom. We really need to make sure that we protect them. Undermining media credibility and when media shoot themselves in the foot, those kinds of things uh, undermine you know, media and media freedom. Sure. I mean, when it comes to the perception versus the reality, you can hear pretty much all of the people who call today have an issue, a trust issue when it comes to the media and the media reporting of news in South Africa. Are they justified in, in, in thinking so? And what can we actually do? What are we doing as the media to change this, this kind of uh, perception? Yeah, you know, this has been a long, this has been a problem that's been building over over a decade, actually, you know, and, and it's not unique to South Africa and South African media. There was this arrogance about media that they could own and determine and run the entire narrative the way they wanted to. And, you know, they've discovered now, especially with the with social media, that actually they can't just control the narrative. Add to that, then you've seen a significant increase in the rise of PR people and a significant uh, decrease, a huge decrease in the number of journalists. So you've got fewer journalists expected to cover an increasingly complex world and, and expected to do more and more things. So the chances of them getting things wrong is higher. Also, there was this idea that you, know, you need to be sensational to do these things. And so a number of these things just gradually undermine media trust and credibility. And the, and the thing with media is this, is that the moment you do something wrong on Radio 2000, you know, innocent error, it doesn't only impact Radio 2000, it impacts all of the other media. So everyone will then go, oh, you see, they did this there, it's clear that, they don't, that they're not interested in this and this and this. You know, so it undermines the entire sector, not just one media, and that's part of the problem. Absolutely. It's almost as though we're all colluding with each other. But I mean, with, with the battle between social media and traditional media platforms, where do we stand? Where are we? And I mean, personally, for you, William, 
what do you prefer? Do you prefer news from, you know, the credible, in inverted commas, sources from social media or traditional media? So I think the key is to, is to realize that social media is engineered, you know, tailored for you, that you get your own little echo chamber of social media accounts. So if you start to follow some of these fruitcakes, chances are you're going to start to believe a lot more of those things because that's going to be the thing that you're already seeing and, and receiving on a regular and ongoing basis. Um, the key is, obviously, is to go to credible media. One of the things that's essential for democracy and to help build media credibility is a functioning public broadcaster. That's shown around the world to be a key element of building trust. So it's not just about whether or not we choose social media over that or otherwise. It's about knowing that there are credible journalists there who can give you information that is trustworthy and reliable. And that's what we've seen over this COVID crisis. You know, we've seen the importance of media, that people turn to media and news media precisely because they know they're not actually going to give them nonsense. You know, sometimes they get things wrong. Yes, yes, we know these things. But the reality is, is that more often than not, they're giving us information that will allow us to know, can I go to work today? Shouldn't I go? You know, what are the issues? Is there lockdown? Isn't there? Et cetera, et cetera. And that's where media and journalism is so fundamentally important to uh, a democracy. Um, and then in terms of media monitoring itself, what is your role and, and how can we as the public get involved in the work that you're doing? So next week we've got a, a, some events. We're calling it a Media Freedom Festival precisely to continue this idea of building and highlighting uh, the importance of media and media freedom and also the diversity. So we're starting off looking at young people and some of the issues that they're facing uh, and talking about how news media can include more young people's voices. Then we look at uh, xenophobia online. There's been a spike in online xenophobia, and this is not an organic thing, which is to say it's not doesn't just happen. These things are engineered by people with nefarious uh, aims and objectives. And then we're going to have a workshop looking at uh, deep fakes. So if people follow our social media, they'll see... That and that's one way they can uh, start to participate. The other is to, you know, help combat um, disinformation, and for that they can go to real411.org. And finally, I think the yeah. key thing is to keep supporting credible media. People should, you know, make sure that they keep listening to Radio 2000, support other credible media, go out, you know, buy, take out subscriptions, pay your TV license, all these kinds of things. Yeah, and I mean, I can't leave you without asking, what can we do with what's happening around Africa? I mean, Nigeria now is in turmoil. What can we as the media do, you and I? So I think the basic thing is for media is to do their job and do it as well as they can. You know, and we see that where media can report things and they report them well, <clears throat> they can not only change countries, they can change the world. You know, we've seen that in South Africa, had it not been for our media in the way that they were declared an essential service in helping to deal with this particular COVID crisis, things would have been significantly worse, you know, significantly, had it not been for our media reporting on uh, key issues around uh, exposing of corruption, around taking on AIDS denialism, those kinds of things. That's the media do their job well. That's how they can support democracy, it's, you know, and that means being credible, being fair and being accurate. Well, thank you so much. Really do appreciate your time. William Bird, the Executive Director of Media Monitoring Africa, are telling us about the importance of Black Wednesday. Appreciate it. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. with Bongani and Nala. Let's take off.